Good evening, everyone. This is Brother Brandon coming to you live from Fort Smith, Arkansas, with another Fishers of Men video broadcast. And it is good to be here this evening. I want to welcome everyone to our to our Tuesday night Bible study. <clears throat> and um, we are going to be in Matthew chapter two. And uh, Lord willing, we'll fit. We'll probably will finish Matthew two tonight. Um, and so Matthew chapter 3 actually is not that long, so we'll do that in one sitting as well. Typically, if a chapter is short enough, I can do it in within an hour, but if it's long enough, we'd have to break it up. Um, like we did with chapter 1, it took us multiple times because there were spots of one that, um, you know, needed to be talked about, and so that's why chapter 1 took a little bit longer, but... Today we are going to be in Matthew chapter 2, and um, hopefully this will be a blessing for you guys, um, and hopefully that you guys get something from it. Um, really quickly, in the announcements, um, don't think there is not a whole lot of announcements. Um, we have our Tuesday night Bible study, and then you know I might do some preaching here and there Sunday evening after church. So, you know, just kind of be on the lookout for those videos. Um, and, uh, you know, just hopefully we're going to be kind of getting back into our normal routine and of doing these videos. I know a lot of you have probably wondered where I've been for the last, like, two, three months. When am I ever going to come back and all that stuff? The answer is yes, I was, I am coming back. Um, but that time... I had to take some time to move down here to Fort Smith, Arkansas. So y'all pray for me. Y'all pray for my ministry. Pray for these videos. Uh, pray for those who watch these videos that it might be a blessing. And uh, hopefully you guys will get something out of that, all right? Um, also, let's keep our brothers and sisters in prayer. We, um, I know there's a, a fellow brother, uh, Joey. Um, keep him in prayer as he does struggle with pain here and there and some days are worse than others so you keep him in prayer um it's not it's kind of one of those things he's kind of have to he has to kind of live with i think um so it's kind of like not one of those you could pray it away i mean it is, it is possible to pray it away but he uh he's got to deal with it um it's not one of those that you know, so he, he's got to deal with it ever so often. So you keep him in prayer. Um, uh, let's see, what else? Pray for me. Pray for those who watch. Um, I don't, I think that's all the prayer requests I have right now. But if you guys have any uh, praise or prayer requests, you can feel free to mention them um, in the comments on Facebook or even on face on YouTube if you'd like. Uh, or just message me if you're friends with me on Facebook. It's completely up to you. It's not a big deal. Alright, so. But if there's something you want to praise the Lord about, you know, feel free to share that too. Um, let's see, what else? I think that's going to be it. So, I think, with that said, let's go ahead and dive into this. Let's go ahead and dive into Matthew 2. Uh, so if you got if you if you have your Bibles with you, turn with me to Matthew chapter two. Matthew chapter two. And uh 
we're going through the accounts and Matthew on the birth of Christ. And so in this chapter, we're going to be getting into we're, we're going to be getting into Herod and we're going to be getting into Joseph and and, and and stuff about how they had to flee to Egypt and come out and come back uh, from Egypt. Um, it's probably not going to be anything anything uh, new. It might be some repetitive stuff. So uh, if I, if this does go by quick, uh, just you know keep that in mind um, because that actually the account actually starts in chapter one, the later part of it in verse eighteen of chapter one, and it just sort of bleeds into two, and then it and it sort of you know ends on the twenty third verse of chapter two before it switches gears and talks about John the Baptist and the baptism of Christ. <clears throat> so, anyway, so let's go ahead and let's begin. Uh, Matthew chapter 2, we're going to start in verse 1. And we're going to read verses 1 through 2 to start off. It says, Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men, from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen a star in the east and are come to worship him. There's a couple things I want to mention here. Okay? Usually, and we see this throughout the word of God, that God is very specific at times. Okay? God is specific. So, you know, what he said, I mean, and, and you got to pay very close attention to what God says. Um, typically, during Christmas, Christmas time, we get this picture that there are only three wise men. And we get this idea because there's only three gifts that were presented to him, which was gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Okay. So because there were three gifts, in our minds, we think that there were only three wise men. But let me bring your attention to something. If God said that there was going to be, if there was only three wise men, God would have put three wise men. But look at what the, look at what scripture actually says. There came wise men. From the east. Okay, wise men. So, it's implying that there's more than two. It could be three, but it could also be more than three. God does not put a number of wise men that came over. So, we have to get this out of our minds. That we have to get this three wise men thing out of our heads. And realize that. This could be more than three. We don't know. But the scripture makes it clear. It says wise men. So it's plural. So it's more than two. It could be four. It could be eight. It could be ten. It could be fifteen. It could be thirty-five. We don't know how many wise men there were. God was. God didn't say a number. And we need to be careful with that. Let's not add or take away from Scripture. Let's just keep, let's just let's just take the Scripture at face value and say yes, they were wise men that came. Okay, 
So that's number one. So you don't see no number with this wise man. So let's let's just you know, and and you know what? Some of you may agree or disagree, and that's fine. That's okay. We'll, we, I mean, family, we're family, so we can disagree or agree. Now, it says here in verse 2, it says, For we have seen his star in the east. These wise men didn't just get up one day and start making their way to Jerusalem and poof, all of a sudden they saw the star. That's not how that worked. Uh-uh. Mm-mm. Nope. That is not how that worked. And it's not, it's not biblical. They were still in the east when they saw this star. Okay? So there could have been more than two, three wise men. Okay? And when they saw the star, they were still in the east. Means they had they didn't leave for Jerusalem yet. They were still there. Okay? They were still in the east. And so if they're still in the east... When they saw the star, that means that it took them time to get to Jerusalem. They didn't just hit a button and go through a wormhole and get to Jerusalem like that. No. They were still in the east. They saw the star. They followed the star to Jerusalem. And that star... Hovered over where where Jesus was at. Okay. And I think we have that established. So we're not going to beat a dead horse here. But you see what I'm saying. Okay. Now. <clears throat> in Luke chapter 1 verse 5. It says there was in the, in the days of Herod the king of Judea. A certain priest named Zacharias, the course of Abiah, and his wife was the daughter of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. Okay. Uh, Micah chapter 5, verse 2, it says, But thou, Bethlehem Ephratah, thou, though thou be little among thousands of Judah, yet out of thee shall, come, shall he come forth unto me, that is to be ruler in Israel, whose goings forth... Have been from old, from everlasting. Okay, that's talking about Jesus Christ. Okay. Now, uh, Genesis chapter 49 verse 10. It says, The scepter shall not depart from Judah, nor a lawgiver between, from between his feet, until Shiloh come, and unto him shall the gathering of the people be. Now you realize that name Shiloh is capitalized, which means it is talking about a deity significance. It has a deity significance. So if you see Shiloh capitalized, that's talking about Jesus Christ. Okay? Remember, the scepter should not depart from Judah. 
where does our Lord and Savior come from? He comes from the, the tribe of Judah. He is the lion of the tribe of what? Judah. He is our high priest. In Numbers 24, verse 17, it says, I shall see him, but not now. I shall behold him, but not nigh. There shall come a star out of Jacob, and a scepter shall rise out of Israel. Okay? Again, you see that word scepter is capitalized. That word scepter is pointing to Christ. That's what that's who Christ is. Christ is that scepter. And you know it is because it has a capital S. Okay? And a scepter shall rise out of Israel, and shall smite the corners of Moab, and destroy all the children of Sheth. In Jeremiah 23, 5-6, Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that I will raise unto David a righteous branch. Again, we see branches capitalized, so this is talking about Jesus Christ. Okay, a righteous branch. And a king shall reign and prosper, and shall execute judgment and justice in the earth. In his, in his days Judah shall be saved, and Israel shall dwell safely. And this, his, this is his name whereby he shall be called, the Lord our righteousness. So you see that, that you see... That even script, God's even telling you through scripture that Christ is your righteousness. God says your righteousness are as filthy rags. And here in Jeremiah, God is showing you that Christ, his son, his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, is our righteousness. It's not our righteousness, it's His righteousness. But He is our righteousness. You know why? Because we have no righteousness and Christ is righteous. Amen? Now, in Jeremiah chapter 30, verse 9, it says, But they shall serve the Lord their God and David their king, whom I will raise up unto them. Zechariah 9, 9. Rejoice greatly. O daughter of Zion, shout, O daughter of Jerusalem, behold, thy king cometh unto thee. He is just and having salvation, lowly and riding upon an ass and upon a colt, the, 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 the fowl of an ass. And Luke chapter 19, verse 38, saying, Blessed be the king. That cometh in the name of the Lord, peace in heaven and glory in the highest. Amen. Um, now, let's continue on here. This is going to be actually a very short section, but let's continue on here. Matthew chapter, Matthew chapter 2, let's start in verse 3, and let's pick up where we left off. It says, When Herod the king had heard these things, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And we had gathered all the, pe the chief priests and scribes of the people together. He demanded of them where Christ should be born. 
And they said unto him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, And thou, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, art not the, the least among the princes of Judah, for out of thee shall come a governor that shall rule my people Israel. Now we see here that Herod is king at this time. One of the things why I think possibly the reason why he was troubled when he heard that there was a king coming, okay, is that Herod was power hungry. He felt his 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 throne he felt like his throne was threatened okay he didn't want to give up his power he had jealous jealousy because of that power and he didn't he he felt threatened when he heard that there was a king of the Jews he didn't want to give up that power he didn't, he didn't want he probably didn't want to give up his throne so he was troubled at these things. Because Herod was king at the time. And for him to hear that there was a king born. You know. In his fleshly nature and mind. He just. He didn't. Um, he didn't like that very well. He, he saw that as a threat to his kingdom. Okay, but Herod represents the Antichrist. He represents Satan, okay? Because Herod was a murderer. He was. Herod was a murderer. And so, he was of his father, the devil. You know why? Because the devil was a murderer from the beginning. So, Herod, was. he represents, he's a type and picture of the Antichrist. He's a type and picture of... of um, He's a type and picture of Satan. Okay, and it seems like any time, and if you actually look, in, if you look, any time God would raise up a deliverer or a savior, there's always going to be some sort of murderers going on. For an example, you have Egypt, okay? Pharaoh wanted all... He wanted all of the uh, male children to be killed. And it was at that time that Moses was born. And the midwives feared God. But Satan knew that there would be one to be that would rise up to deliver Israel. And so anytime that you saw a savior or... A deliverer being raised up. You see Satan attacking. So in this instance. You see that Christ. Born king of the Jews. And Herod being power hungry. He had. Every, he had. He had. Um, all the children. Under the age of two killed. Now, if you go up to verse 2, it says, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? That is born. 
which means that Christ had already been born already. Think about that. Pay attention to these small little details. We tend to read over and not think about it, but really think about it. He that is born king of the Jews. Amen. <clears throat> now, um, John chapter 7 verse 42, it says, Hath not the scripture said that Christ cometh of the seed of David and out of the town of Bethlehem where David was? Hebrews chapter 7 verse 14. For it is evident that our Lord sprang out of Judah, of which tribe Moses spake nothing concerning the priesthood. And Revelation chapter 7 verse 17. For the Lamb, which was in the midst of the throne, shall feed them, and shall lead them unto living fountains of waters, and God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. Amen. So Christ was born in Bethlehem. Christ was born in Bethlehem. Now, let's go ahead and pick up here in verse 7 of Matthew chapter 2. Let's continue reading. It says that Herod when he had privily called the wise men, inquired of them diligently what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the young child. And when you have found him, bring me word again that I may come and worship him also. Stop right there, folks. That right there is a setup. You have a king that feels threatened because he doesn't want his kingdom to go away. So he acts as if he is interested in worshiping him. But that's not what he wants. And we'll find out later. And we'll find out a, we'll find out later what why I say that. Okay? When they had heard the king they departed, and lo, the star which they saw in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. And when they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding joy. And when they were come into the house, I want you to remember something. Jesus, where was Jesus? He was born in a manger. Why? Because there was no room for them in the inn. Which means there probably wasn't any room for them anywhere. But here in verse 11 it says, When they were coming to the house, they saw the young child. Okay? God is, again, God is specific in what he says. He does not say babe, but he says it says young child, which means that Christ had already been born and he's probably maybe a year or two old. Okay? 
Now, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they'd opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. And being warned of God in a dream that they should not return to Herod. See, God warned the wise men to not go back to Herod. Do you know why? Because God knows what Herod was planning to do. He was planning, he was going to plan on killing Jesus. That's why he said, in a trickery way, that come back to us again that we may go and worship him. He wasn't going to worship him. He wanted him dead. You know why? Because Herod was greedy. He was power hungry. He didn't want to let go of that power that he had. As king. Now let's pick up here. And being warned of God in a dream. That they should not. Return to Herod. They departed into their own country. Another way. And when they were departed. Behold the angel of the Lord. Appeareth to Joseph in a dream. Saying arise and take the young child. And his mother and flee into Egypt. And be thou there until I bring thee word. For Herod would seek the young child to destroy him. And when he arose, he took the young child and his mother by night and departed into Egypt. And was there until the death of Herod that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Out of Egypt have I called my son. Now, In Matthew chapter 24, verse 17, it says, I shall see him, but not now. I shall behold him, but not nigh. There shall come a star out of Jacob, and a scepter shall rise out of Israel, and shall smite the corners of Moab, and destroy all the children of Sheth. I think I already read that already, so I apologize if there's some duplicate verses. Um, I really try to make sure there is not any duplicate verses um, in my studies, but there probably are some duplicate one so I do apologize for that um, in Acts chapter 24 verse 22 it says and when Felix heard these things having more perfect knowledge of that way he deferred them and said when Lysias the chief captain shall come I will know the uttermost of your matter in Psalm 25 12 what man is he that feareth the Lord him shall he teach in the way that he shall choose. Proverbs chapter 2 verse 1 through 6. It says my son. If thou wilt receive my words. And hide my commandments with thee. So that thou incline thine ear unto wisdom. And apply thine heart to understanding. Yea if thou criest after knowledge. And liftest up thy voice for understanding. If thou seekest. Her as silver, and searcheth for her as for hid treasures. Then shalt thou understand the fear of the Lord, and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord giveth wisdom out of his mouth, cometh knowledge and understanding. So we see a couple warnings here. 
God warns the wise men in a dream to not go back to Herod. Okay? And we see that these wise men, they feared God over Herod. Why? Because God knew what Herod was going to plan. And most likely, these wise men probably figured out why Herod said what he said. So they said, no, we'd rather do... They, they basically did what God told them and went to their own country a different way to avoid Herod. So the wise men feared God rather than man. Okay, but we also see that there was an angel that appeared to, to Joseph... Okay, and said, get the young child and his mother out. Go to Egypt. Knowing about Joseph and the kind of life that he must have had lived. Okay, he was a God-fearing man. He feared God to where he didn't waste any time. He got up, got the young child, took Mary. They left. They, they... They got out of Dodge real quick and went into Egypt. So we see that there are two groups of people that have such a fear of God that they listen to whatever God had told them. The question I have for you is tonight is, do you fear God? If God told you to do something, would you do it or would you go and listen to man? We ought to have a fear of God because the fear of man bringeth a snare, a snare. Amen. Now, um, Psalm chapter sixty-seven, verses three through five. It says, "Let the people praise thee, O God. Let all the people praise thee. O let the nations be glad and sing for joy, for thou shalt judge the people righteously and govern the nations upon the earth." Selah. Let the people praise thee, O God. Let all the people praise thee. Psalm 105, verse 3. Glory ye in his holy name. Let the heart of them rejoice and seek the Lord. Song of Songs, chapter 3, verse 6. Who is this that cometh out of the wilderness like pillars of smoke, perfumed with myrrh and frankincense, without with all pow uh, powders of the merchant. Isaiah chapter 60 verse 6. The multitude of camels, camels shall cover thee. The dromedaries of Midian and Ephah. All they from Sheba shall come. They shall bring gold and incense. And they shall shew forth the praises of the Lord. In Matthew chapter 1, verse 18, it says, Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise, when as his mother Mary was a spouse of Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. In John 19, verse 39, And there came also Nicodemus, which at the first came to Jesus by night and brought a mixture of myrrh and aloes, about a hundred pound weight.
in Job 33, verse 14 through 16, For God speaketh once, yea, twice, yet man perceiveth it not, and a dream and a vision of the night, when deep sleep falleth upon men, and slumbering upon the bed. Then he openeth the ears of men, and sealeth their instruction. In Matthew chapter 1, verse 20, it says, But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. 1 Kings chapter 3, verse 5, it says, In Gibeon the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream by night. And God said, Ask what I shall give thee. In Acts chapter 5, verse 19, it says, But the angel of the Lord by night opened the prison doors and brought them forth and said. In Acts chapter 10, verse 7, it says, And when the angel which spake unto Cornelius was departing, he called two of his household servants and a devout soldier of them that waited on him continually. In Exodus chapter 4, verses 22 to 23, And thou shalt say unto Pharaoh, Thus saith the Lord, Israel is my son, even my firstborn. And I say unto thee, Let my son go, that he may serve me. And if thou refuse to let him go, behold, I will slay thy son and thy firstborn. In Numbers chapter 24, verse 8, God brought him forth out of Egypt. He hath, as it were, the strength of a unicorn. He shall eat up the nations. nations. His enemies shall break their bones and pierce them through with his arrows. And last but not least, before we move on, Hosea chapter 11, verse 1. When Israel was a child, then I loved him and called my son out of Egypt. Do you remember what we just read here in, in verse 15? Which was spoken, and there was until the death of Herod, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Out of Egypt have I called my son. This was a paraphrase of what Hosea said in, in chapter 11, verse 1 in Hosea. A man out of Egypt, he called his son. And there's a lot of there's a lot there. And if you think about what Egypt represents, Egypt represents the world. So what is God saying? He said, out of the world he's called his son. Jesus said that no servant is greater than his master. If God called Jesus to be out of the world, not to what I mean by out of the world, meaning he is to be he, he was to be a witness in the world but he wasn't of the world okay out of Egypt he called his son so out of the world he called his son okay to bear witness the light into the world and Jesus said that no servant is greater than his, than their master if Jesus was called out how much more has he called us out of the world? Not physically out, but not to but not to mingle ourselves with the affairs of this world. 
In other words, we're not to be up, we're not to conform to the ways of this world. We are to be peculiar people. We are to be lights in this world. We are not of the if you are a child of God, you are not of this world. You know why? Because Jesus was not of this world. So when you become born again, you are not of this world. You are a citizen of heaven, and you're just a passing through. Amen? Now, let's go ahead and pick up here in verse 16. It says, Then Herod, when he saw that he was mocked of the wise men, was exceeding wroth, and sent forth, and slew all the children that were in Bethlehem, and in all the coast thereof, from two years old and young and under, according to the time which he had diligently inquired of the wise men. Then was fulfilled that which was spoken by Jeremy the prophet, saying, in Ramah there was a voice heard, Lamentation and weeping and great mourning, Rachel weeping for her children and would not be comforted because they are not. But when Herod was dead, behold, an angel of the Lord appears in a dream, and Joseph in Egypt, saying, Arise, and take the young child and his mother, and go into the land of Israel, for they are dead which sought the young child's life. And he arose and took the young child and his mother and came into the land of Israel. Alright. Proverbs chapter 28 verse 15. As a roaring lion and a raging bear, so is a wicked ruler over the poor people. What does a lion and a bear do? They devour. And I mean, they just devour flesh. Take a look at Herod. He had, he was, that guy was so wicked. He had every child under the age of two killed. Herod was a murderer. Herod was a murderer. And he, mur- he murdered the innocent all because he felt threatened and he didn't want to give up his kingdom and he grew jealous and he didn't want to give up his power. Herod was a really... Herod is a, was a, a wicked ruler. And Herod is in hell. King Herod is in hell. He's not in heaven. He's in hell. Isaiah chapter 59, verse 7 through 8, it says, it says, Their feet run to evil, and they make haste to shed innocent blood. Their thoughts and thoughts of iniquity, wasting and destruction are in their parts. The way of peace they know not, and there is no judgment in their goings. They have made them crooked paths. Whosoever goeth therein shall not know peace. In Revelation chapter 12, verse 4, it says, And he, and his tail drew the third part of the stars of heaven, and they cast them to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman, 
which was ready to be delivered, for to devour her child as soon as it was born. Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 1 through 2 The words of Jeremiah the son of Hilkiah of the priests that were in Anatotes in the land of Benjamin, to whom the word of the Lord came in the days of Josiah the son of Ammon, king of Judah, in the thirteenth year of his reign. Jeremiah chapter 4 verse 31 It says, For I heard a voice as of a woman in travail, and the anguish as of her that bringeth forth her first child, the voice of the daughter of Zion that bewaileth herself, that spreadeth her hands, saying, Woe is me now, for my soul is weary because of murderers. In Jeremiah 31 verse 15, Thus saith the Lord. A voice was heard in Ramah, lamentations and bitter weeping. Rahel, weeping for her children, refused to be comforted for her children because they were not. And that's talking about how Herod slaughtered all those kids under the age of two. All because of his jealousy. Psalm 76.10 Surely the wrath of man shall praise thee. The remainder of wrath shall thou restrain. Isaiah 51.12 I even, I am he that comforteth you. Who art thou? That thou shouldst be afraid of a man that shall die. And the son of man which shall be made as grass. In Daniel chapter 8 verse 25. And through his policy also he shall cause craft to prosper in his hand. And he shall magnify himself in his heart. And peace shall destroy many. He shall also stand up against the prince of princes. But he shall be broken down without hand. In Proverbs, last verse before we before we get to the last couple verses and close. Okay? Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 through 6. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thy own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your paths. He shall direct thy paths. Sorry. Thy paths. Alright, we're almost done. Believe it or not, we are almost done. Saying... We'll start in verse, we'll go back up here to verse 20. Saying, Arise, saying, Arise and take the young child and his mother, and go into the land of Israel. For they are dead which sought the young child's life. And he arose and took the young child and his mother, and came into the land of Israel. But when he had heard that Archelaus did reign in Judea in the room of his father, Herod, he was afraid to go thither. Notwithstanding, being born of God in a dream, he turned aside into the parts of Galilee. 
last verse before we get into our last section of verses. And he came and dwelt in a city called Nazareth, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the prophets. He shall be called a Nazarene. Now, Matthew chapter 3, verse 13. And we'll get into this in the next chapter. Then cometh Jesus from Galilee to Jordan unto John to be baptized of him. In Luke chapter 2, verse 39 to 40, it says, And when they had performed all things according to the law of the Lord, they returned into Galilee to their own city, Nazareth. And the child grew and waxed strong in spirit, filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. John chapter 7, verses 41 to 42. Others said, This is the Christ. But some said, Shall Christ come out of Galilee? Hath not the scriptures said that Christ cometh of the seed of David, and out of the town of Bethlehem where David was? And Matthew 21.11, it says, And the multitude said, This is Jesus, the prophet of Nazareth of Galilee. Mark chapter 1, verse 9, it says, And it came to pass in those days that Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized of John in Jordan. And Mark chapter 1, verse 24, saying, Let us alone, what have we to do with thee, thou Jesus of Nazareth? Art thou come to destroy us? I know thee, I know thee who thou art, the Holy One of God. And in that context, those were devils talking to Jesus because they didn't want to be destroyed. But you see that these devils called, they know who the, see, devils know who Jesus is. They said, Jesus of Nazareth, that's, that's, that's exactly where he came from. He was born in Bethlehem, but he grew up in Nazareth. In Luke chapter 1, verse 26, it says, In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth. John chapter 1, verse 45 to 46, Philip findeth Nathanael, and saith unto him, We have found him of whom Moses and the law and the prophets did write, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. And Nathanael said unto him, Can there any good thing Come out of Nazareth. Philip saith unto him, Come and see. John nineteen nineteen. This is when he was this is when he was crucified. This is what Pilate had put on the cross above his head. And Pilate wrote a title and put it on the cross, and the writing was Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. Last verse, and then we'll close. Acts chapter 2, verse 22. Ye men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man approved of God among you by miracles and wonders and signs 
which God did by him in the midst of you, as ye yourselves also know. So you see that Jesus was from Nazareth, born in Bethlehem, but was from Nazareth. Amen. And believe it or not, that's actually all I got for tonight's Bible study. That's all I got. It, um, oh, almost 50 minutes. Close to an hour. Praise the Lord. We're getting up there. But listen, I just want to let you guys know that if you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, you can know you can know him today and salvation is not complicated I don't want you to repeat a prayer after me just cry out to him if you don't know how to pray that's okay just cry out to God whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved if you cry out to God and you repent, and you admit that you are a sinner, and that you are in need of a Savior, that you are in need of Him, He'll save you. Just cry out to Him. That's all you need to do. But do not wait. Don't wait till tomorrow. Because you don't know what tomorrow's going to bring. You don't know what tomorrow's going to bring. Okay? Today is the day of salvation. The worst thing you can do is say, Now, I'll just get saved at another time. And you keep putting it off and putting it off and putting it off. And before you know it, you died. And you died in your sin and you went to hell because you did not accept Christ. Don't delay it. If you don't know Jesus Christ and if He is tugging at your heart... Jesus Christ was born to die on the cross for your sin, my sin, and the sin of the whole world. He came to die in your place so that you wouldn't have to. For God so loved the world, He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever shall believe in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Will you choose to accept the Lord Jesus Christ today? Will you choose to accept him? I hope so. Because it's not God's will for any to perish, but for all to come to repentance. Amen. So please, I hope this was a blessing to you, but I pray that you just take what was taught here tonight and read through the, the, the scriptures that, 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 that the Holy Ghost is speaking to you about and just think about all the things. You know, just think about it. Don't delay. If the Holy Ghost is tugging at your heart, don't delay. Take care, take care of the business right here, right now. Amen. Amen. So listen, I just want to appreciate all those who tune in tonight. I hope this was a blessing. I hope you guys get something from this. Went through a lot of scripture tonight. I do apologize that there was some repetitiveness in there. I try not to do that, but sometimes I, I do I do repeat verses there, so I do apologize for that. Um, 
uh, next week or Sunday, Lord willing. Uh, I will do uh, maybe like a preaching video. I don't know what I'm going to do yet for Sunday, so you all pray for me on that. But next week, we will get into Matthew chapter 3. And uh, that's actually going to be a, a short one. There's only 17 verses. Um, so you all pray for me. Um, so you all pray for me on that. You pray that uh, God will just give me the words uh, to speak on that particular chapter. Uh, we will be getting into the baptism of Jesus. And, um, you know, so and, and uh, we... We'll be slowly starting to get into the life of Christ. So you all pray for me. Pray for these videos. Pray for my ministry. Um, I know I can use a lot of our... I can use, I can sure use a lot of a lot of prayers. Amen. So you all pray for me, alright? Um, but other than that, I think that's, that's all I got for tonight. Um, but listen, I, I love you guys. You guys. I love you guys. God bless you guys. For all those of you that watch, you are the reason why I do what I do. Um, that's what Pastor Mike says, and I think that's, I, I agree with him on that, you know. All those that listen to Pastor Mike, he does those things. Those who listen to him are the reason why he does what he does. And you guys that listen are the reason why I do what I do. But primarily, it's, it's God that does it, but you know... It's God giving me the ability to preach. Amen. So, anyways, I hope that was a blessing to you. Uh, if you disagree, that's okay. If you agree, cool too. Alright, so. Um, anyways, don't take my word for it. Take what I say. Match it with the Bible. If what I said was wrong, if what I said does not match with the Bible, then let God be true and let Brandon be a liar. Amen. So, listen, I love you guys. God bless you. You guys have a great, blessed evening. And Lord willing, we will see you all on Sunday evening. God bless you guys. Love you. See ya. Bye.